Amen. Would you say, Brother Claiborne, preach to me? Would you say that, Brother Claiborne? Preach to me. God bless you. Well, do me one favor, if you will. Will you clap your hands unto the Lord and shout with a voice of triumph unto God and let me join in with you? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, oh, I appreciate all the kind words that Brother Regan has to say. Such an honor. And you may be seated for just a moment. I'm sorry. I'll get you back up in a minute. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's such an honor for me to be here. Uh, I told Brother Regan a while ago, I said, I don't know. The Lord has brought me full circle. I started out, and it seems like that God has put his hand upon my back and is pushing me forward. And uh, I'm, it, it's quite an honor for me to be here. I, I, I'm, uh, I feel like. This morning, I'm kind of like Jeremiah, Brother Regan. Um, you know, Brother Jeremiah received word from God, get up, go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my word. Well, the Lord brought me all the way from Brooklyn, Mississippi. Is it Olathe? Olathe? Olathe, Kansas, and woke me up this morning at 2 o'clock so I could hear the word of the Lord for this church. So I feel like, I really do, I feel like Jeremiah's this morning. I'm, But at the same time, I feel like David. And David said, Lord, I believe it was David, I don't know how to go in or come out among your people unless you guide me. I want the hand of God in this place this morning. I want the Spirit of God to move in this place. And I will tell you, um, if, if I, I hope that you don't mind if I just be me. Um, don't let this suit fool you. I'm just an old country lad raised in the country. Um, I'm... Now 71, and the last time I was here, oh, thank you, Brother Rick. I heard a man stand behind this pulpit and make a statement. And I want to, I hope he ain't got no copyright things on it, but I want to borrow his statement. And he stood here, and he said, when a man gets 70 years old, he can say what he wants to. I believe the man that said that was Brother Howard. I, I'm, I'm thinking. So I'm going to say some things 
today, probably, and tonight. Uh, they may not really be something you've heard before, but I promise you that I will stay in the Bible, but I'm going to say what I want to say as long as it comes from God, and you're just going to have to put up with it. Is it okay? I mean, I, mean, I, I, wanna, I want God to move. I'm not here to perform for you or to... I want the Lord God to touch a life in here this morning and change it. I believe that God's got a special word this morning, a specific word. I know he's got one for the church as a whole. Um, I believe this morning the Lord woke me up and began to speak to me. And uh, I just hurriedly, you know, we got all this modern stuff this day and time, and half of it I don't know how to use, but, um, you know, and I, I normally got my stuff there in that, but I went back this morning old school, and I went back to the paper and the pen because I didn't have time. It was, it was that. So um, I want to turn your attention this morning to the book of St. John, chapter 4, and I'm going to read some very familiar scriptures to you today. Thank you for standing in honor of the Word of God. The fourth chapter, the book of John, and they have taught me, I'm supposed to say that three times, so that's two, so here's the third time. That gives you time to get there. It's St. John, chapter 4. I will begin reading in verse number 19. I had to go buy me a different Bible, so this is the first time I think I've used this one to preach out of because my eyes are getting, I had to get a bigger print so I could see it. But this makes it easy. This pulpit's a little taller, so it's good. John, chapter 4, verse number 19. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship you know not what, we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Verse 24, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And that's a very known verse among oneness Pentecostal churches, but I want to draw your attention to verse number 20. Our fathers worship in this mountain. God began to speak to me this morning. I want to speak to you with this thought in mind. We've almost been here this morning. We've almost got there. I believe before the service is over, we will be there. And that is, I want to talk to you about mountaintop worship. 
mountaintop worship. Put your Bibles down, lift your hands. Father, we love you. I thank you for your presence in this place. Touch these old lips of clay. Oh, God, let your spirit move deep, Lord, into the heart and into the mind of your people. I do not know, Lord, how to come in or go out among your sheep, O oh God, unless you take me by the hand and lead me. Let nothing be said to do harm or hurt, God, but let it be to the edifying of the body of Christ. Let it reach into the soul and into the spirit of someone sitting under the sound of my voice this morning, God. Oh, God, let it reach into that. and Give them confidence and give them hope, Lord, and lift them from the place that they are, from the valley of trouble into the mountaintop, God, to be with you. We ask it all in that majestic name, that only name whereby we must be saved, that name above every name. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I pray. Amen and amen. If you will, on your way to your seat, clap your hands one more time unto the Lord and bless his name. Hallelujah. Hey, Lord, we worship you today. We worship you today. Thank God, thank God, thank God. There is no place that I'd rather be than right where I am today. In fact, the Bible says that when you begin to praise God, that God inhabits those praises. And we were in that place where God was filtering into this building a few moments ago. And you, please forgive me, but I begin to look around at different ones and, and just see. And I can see the input of Brother Riggin into the lives of people because Brother Riggin is a man that worship God. Now, I know uh, that we've grown somewhat older. Um, I, I've, I've got to that place where I'm 71, um, and he's a few years under that. I'm not going to put him there. He, he knows what, how old he is, and I'm just going to leave it at that. And uh, so, so we're, we're so many years young. I, I feel young in my heart, my my mind, uh, but my body tells me from time to time, you can't do what you used to do. And there was a time in my life, and occasionally, uh, when the Spirit of God hits me, something gets in my feet, and I cannot help myself. I, at my age, brother, I will make a lap or two around the church. And, and I, I don't know today... Uh, uh, what you're accustomed to other than I do know this man here. I know what he believes because he put some of that into me and anchored my feet. And uh, uh, so I, I, just want to, I just want to let you know that, that, that um, if the, I feel like David when the Spirit of God moves upon me, I will dance. I will run, Brother Regan. I will sometime from time to time 
I can still, I heard Brother Wayne Huntley just a few weeks ago make this statement. He said, I am 73 years old. And he said, all of my life, I, my mother said to me, said, Wayne, I wish you would act your age. He said, I am 73. And he said, I spent all of my life up until my mother passed away doing exactly that. I acted my age when I was around my mother. But he said, I have come to the point that I am 73 years old. Oh, is it okay if I come down here? Uh -huh. I'm, I'm, I'm 73 years old, and I have made up my mind. I'm not going to act my age. So if you don't mind, Brother Huntley, I'm going to borrow that statement, and I'm going to say it this way. I'm 71 years young. I'm not going to act my age, my brother. I'm going to act the way that the Spirit of God moves upon me. And if the Spirit of God touches my spirit uh, and reaches into my heart and reaches into my spirit, uh, I'm going to lift up my voice. Uh, I'm going to honor God because God has been good to me for over 30 years. The Lord has kept me from the hand of the enemy. The Lord has kept me in the arms of love. Hallelujah. I'm not going to act my age. I'm going to act the way that the Lord wants me to act. I'm going to talk the way that the Lord wants me to talk. I've asked God to give me an ear so I could hear his voice early on in my walk with him. Early on, God put something in me. I don't know why, Brother Riggin. I can't understand it. I quit trying to understand it. And when I feel that nudge of the Spirit, I know the voice of God. Now, I, I, I know, and I understand that you've got some preachers in here, Brother Regan. I understand, and, and when God speaks to you, you get all the lightning, you get that thunderous voice, and man, you just, you're ready to go. Well, unfortunately, it has never worked that way for me. When God speaks to me, and I understand, yeah, I, 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 just, I just found it. I just found it. You see, the Lord speaks way down deep, way down deep in my spirit. And it's just a little whisper. It's just a little nudge. Kind of like when that breeze blew in the mulberry bushes, the mulberry trees. You know, when, when God speaks. Oh, I'm telling you, God's got somebody in mind here in this place this morning. And he's bringing you out of a valley. And he's wanting you to go on top 
of the mountain. I'm telling you, I feel that breeze blowing in this place. I got some notes, but I don't worry about notes. I keep them and I study and I pray and I ask God, but I want God to speak, not Larry Claiborne. I want the Lord to say and let it be the Lord's spirit that says, I got a word for somebody here in this church today. I want you to know that you don't have to stay in the valley of despair and in the valley of bitterness and in the valley of trouble. You don't have to stay in the valley of indecision. What you've got to do is learn that you are allowed, that you can clap your hands. You can dance before the Lord. And it is biblical, my friend, to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It is biblical, my friend, for you and I to worship him in spirit and in truth it is biblical for you to stand to your feet and make a lap or two around the church it is the word of the Lord for you to come out and quit being the tail and become the head it is biblical And I just found, I just heard this morning and just a few minutes ago. Now, I could come where you at. I will not do that unless God says do it. I won't embarrass you. I promise you. That's not good. Unless the Lord tells me to come. But God's making you an offer right now in this church at this moment at this time that if you will begin to worship him right where you are he'll bring you from that place to the mountaintop where the worship of God is so easy. It's hard in the valley. It's hard to get started in the valley. But if some way you can reach down inside of your spirit and take command and authority over the flesh and make your flesh stand up and make yourself utter the words, hallelujah. There is no higher praise that you can give to God this morning but then to open your mouth and offer the sacrifice of praise unto God through the name of the Lord. Oh, if you'll stand to your feet, God says, if you'll worship me, I'll come to you like you have never believed or seen of me. I will lift you up out of the valley and he'll bring you up on the wings of his spirit, my friend, and set you on the top of a mountain called worship. Oh, if I can get through to you today some way, I don't plan on being long. I plan on letting the Holy Ghost have his way. And God's wanting to remold. God's wanting to give some confidence and some assurance to someone. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, if you'll open your mouth, Yes, Lord.
ma, ma, ma. I'm going to have to go back to the gym. Get back in shape. I want you to understand in our setting of scripture that this mountain that this lady has spoken to Jesus about, and she is a Samaritan. The Samaritans were not allowed to go to Jerusalem and worship at the temple, at the Temple Mount. They were not allowed to be there. So if history is right and if what I read in the books are right, Mount Gershom, or Gershom, however you want to say it, is the mountain that she is referring to. <clears throat> and this is a mountain upon which the Samaritans had built a temple. And that's where they went and worshipped. It was not the place of worship that God intended any of us, any human being, to worship. Now in this day and age, we have a temple of the Holy Ghost, uh, this old body, and it doesn't belong to you anymore if you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or forgiveness of your sins and you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, then this body, this temple of flesh no longer belongs to you. It belongs to God because he paid the price. And if he paid the price, my friend, he's got a place on his trophy shelf just for you. He's already got the spot picked out. It's not on Mount Gershom. It's not in this way, but it's in the place where the highway of holiness ravels. And upon that level, in that place, there is a place of worship that God wants you to come. I'm trying to tell somebody, you got to learn how to worship God in spite of your circumstances. you got to learn how to stand up. No matter what's going on in your life, I don't care if it's your husband giving you a problem. I don't care if it's your children giving you a problem. God's not worried about that. God can fix that. God will take care of all of that. But it is your problem. It is your responsibility. It is my problem. It's my responsibility to stand up in the house of God, make this temple a place of worship, a house of worship. It's the house where the name of Jesus abides. And he said that if you take on my name we shall be one even if the father and me are one there you are so there's a place of worship brother Regan there's a place where the spirit of God dwells and it's right here inside of those who have been born again of the water and of the spirit Clap your hands unto the Lord. Shout with a voice of triumph unto God. God is the victor. God is in control of your life and my life if I'll turn it over unto him. God is in control. God can heal your body. God can bring your situation around. 
Now understand, I hope I made that clear enough. There's a way to worship God and you not be worshiping God. Jesus told this woman, you don't know what you worship, but we know what we worship. Thank you, Brother Regan. Thank you, sir, for putting me on the road, the praise and worship. I have watched this young man when he was younger. I've watched him dance before the Lord, and I couldn't help it because something would get down in my spirit when I was younger, and my feet would not be still. I couldn't stop it if I wanted to and didn't want to. I wanted to dance before the Lord. I wanted to hop skip and jump. I seen something in some folks around there that I did not know what even existed though I was raised in the church. I was raised. My grandpa on my mother's side was a oneness Pentecostal apostolic preacher. I knew what was right. I knew what had been put in me when I was younger. But somehow, Brother Regan, I run into something that I could not understand. I did not know existed in the church. And what existed in the church that I was unfamiliar with was this. I don't have to sit there with my hands crossed. I don't have to sit there with my legs crossed. I don't have to sit there and do nothing. I can stand to my feet and be in the will and the mind of God. I can begin to worship him and be in the will of God. Whether anybody else is worshiping, whether anybody else is doing anything or not, it doesn't matter. What the preacher, let me tell you something. I have heard some of the most fabulous preaching that ever was. Man, I have heard some of the best. But on the other end of the pendulum, I've heard some of the worst. But I made up my mind, Brother Regan. When the preacher went to preach, now look, I'm not trying to get you up. You want to get up, you get up. Don't you sit there. You'll be in the will of God if you get up. And if you sit there, you're going to be out of the will of God. Is that clear enough? So, so I, I, I just made up my mind. I did not care who the preacher was. I wasn't worshiping the preacher I was worshiping Jesus Christ who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's him that sits on the throne of eternity. It's him that is standing on the right hand of the power of God and he ever liveth to make intercession for you and I. And I'm telling you right now that I feel something brazen up inside of me. I hear the prayer of a Savior who died on Calvary, who shed his blood for my sins and so that I could have life and have it more abundantly. I hear it rising up inside of me and he's saying, if you will hear the voice of the preacher, if you will hear the voice of the Spirit, if you will just make a move, then God is going to come 
come to you on the wings of love. Hallelujah. Clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. Give Lord, ho, ho, ho. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him honor. I made up my mind. I'm going to give him the honor. I'm going to give him the glory. I'm going to give him the praise. So, I begin this morning. I'm trying to hurry. <coughs> to look at these mountains. And I come across two mountains. The book of Deuteronomy. Gershom and Ebal. One is the mountain where the people of God were to take the blessings when they entered into, across Jordan into the promised land. They were to take the blessings as Moses began to say the blessings of the Lord. This is what, if you'll do this, if you'll keep my commandments, if you'll walk. Oh, can I tell you someone, hear me. This is that. This is the truth. There is not another message that'll get you into those pearly gates. You're not going to find it anywhere else. You're not, you can't find it in the National Geographic. You can't find it in Google. Google, Google, brother Google knows everything just about it, but he cannot tell you what the truth is. Only the Spirit of God who comes by the word of truth at the mouth, faith, faith, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How oh, you want to dance before the Lord. You want your faith to be built up. Open your ears. God's given you the faith. Every man. A measure of faith. So this is the mountain of blessing. Is Mount Gershom. Gershom. How are you saying? That's the mountain where... Moses told them that when you get there, Joshua's going to go with you. And you're going to take this and, and you're going to go on top of this mountain. And you get all the way, you find that, the 22nd chapter of Deuteronomy, I believe it is. And then you go to all the way to Deuteronomy 27. They have crossed over. And Joshua has told them, now you go gather some stones. And you ride on these stones and you carry them to the top of Mount Gershom. And then I'm going to give you some men to go and stand. And there, they're going to bless the people. So the Bible says that these shall stand on Mount Gershom to bless the people. Simeon, Levi, and Judah, and Essachar. And Joseph and Benjamin, these men shall pronounce the blessings of God on you if you will obey 
him and keep his commandments. Then these men are going to stand on the mountain. You'll hear the blessings. They'll lead the way for you to worship and to praise God. But you've got to stay in the spirit of God. You've got to stay with the word of God. And then Mount Ebal is the mount of curse where these men were going to stand and curse God. Reuben, Gad, and Asher, and Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. These men are going to stand on top of Mount Ebal and pronounce the curse upon those that do not obey the word of God, that do not hear the word of God. They're going to pronounce the the curse of God upon you. There's a reason that the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. There's a reason that God has given you a measure of faith. There's a reason that God gave you ears to hear and you're not like them that have ears to hear and but they don't hear. They just did the word of God falls on deaf ears. I don't know how that's possible. But when God opens your ears and sets you in a place where you can hear the word of God and you can see the worship of God and you can participate with the worship of God, I find it more than just a coincidence, Brother Regan, that one of the men on top of Mount Gershom happened to be Judah. And you know what Judah means. Judah means praise. Uh, Leah was his mother and his daddy was Jacob. And Leah gave birth to, to Judah. And she said, now, now, now will I praise God. God. I'm telling you that on the top of Mount Gershom where the blessings were being pronounced worship of God took place and the people participated. I want to tell you I'm talking about a mountaintop worship that will bring the presence of God and saturate this building today. Saturate this auditorium. It will saturate the heart and the mind and the spirit of this people that said under the sound of my voice. Now let me go way back beyond the book of Deuteronomy. And let me go to a mountain where I want to be for someone here today. Mount Moriah. And you know the story oh so well. How the Lord told Abraham, take your son, your only son whom you love, to a place I will show you. And I'm going to have you offer him up as a sacrifice. I cannot imagine what went through Abraham's mind. God, you promised me a son who would be my heir. You promised me, Lord, that my, my people, my seed, would be more than the stars in the sky, would be as the sand on the sea. And that's innumerable. That's, that's, I don't know how you would count it. But that was the promise of God. And here, God, you're telling me, take my son, my heir, my, my, my promise. 
Yes. So Abraham goes to the land of Moriah. And there he makes a statement that we all know all too well to the people that went with him on his journey. When he's seen the place where God intended him to be, it's, it's, it's just it's something about God elevating. Just something about the terrain it just that, that gets in the heart of God seems to me. And, and God wants you to get up here. I, I, I can't help but just feel in my spirit today, Brother Regan, God's trying to elevate not only this church, but he's trying to elevate someone individual in this place. I believe, I know, but I'm just going to say it. I believe God's trying to get you to understand what worship will do for you. And Abraham decided, okay, I'm going up there. Y'all go right ahead and stay right here. Me and the lad shall go yonder and we will worship. But here's the amazing thing, Brother Riggin, that just jumped out at me. Not only did he say, we're going to go yonder and worship, and he was going to kill his only son that he had. Well, it was the promised son. He had one more. But but he was going to sacrifice that promise uh, on top uh, of Mount Moriah. And, and to the mountain he went. Uh, and he said this statement, I'm going yonder to worship. The lad's going with me. And we will come again. I don't know how Abraham saw it. I don't know how Abraham understood it. But he understood that if he took that knife and he stabbed it into the heart of Isaac, that some way somehow God would raise Isaac up and Isaac would not only go up the mountain but he will come down the mountain. I'm telling you here today that if you'll kill your flesh with the worship of God, if you'll make your flesh stand up oh, in the valley, uh, you might be in bitterness this morning. You might be heartbroken this morning. I don't know. You may be facing I know you're facing a situation but let me tell you, if you'll come out of that valley where you are it might be bitter that's what Mariah means it means bitterness if you'll come out of there if you make an effort, I'm telling you this morning, God will elevate you and you'll not only come from the place of bitterness God will tell you know what other else Mariah means it means God will teach me <laughs> yeah, God will teach you how to worship even in your troubles. God will teach you if you and I will listen. But we got to listen for the voice of the Spirit. I can't care what my neighbor sitting next to me is thinking. I can't pay attention to how he or she is acting. I got to listen for the voice of the Spirit of God. I got to listen for the Word of God. And I've got to say in my heart if it kills me God will will raise me up God will do something to get me so I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost this morning you might be in a valley of bitterness trouble may be on every hand I don't know anybody except this man this lady and my wife. But I do know this. 
God's trying to reach some individual. While he's reaching that individual, he's reaching for the church. He's reaching to us all, letting us know that we got to just keep worshiping. When we think the worship time ought to start, Brother Regan, we ought to just steal a little time and just keep on worshiping God. We, we ought to just do it like they did at Azusa Street and just, uh, and just start, you know, singing the hymns and, and praising God and let God have his way. Uh, you can preach sometime or another, but let me tell you this. I love preaching. I told you I listen to all kinds of preaching. I probably listen to too much if there is such a thing to do. I listen to everybody. I've listened to you over the years. You don't even know it. I don't know why God put us together, Brother Regan. I really don't. But I want to tell you this. In front of the, all of these people, I thank my Savior every day for the man that you are. I thank God for the stand that he takes. Because in standing, even in troubled times, and I've had my troubles and I've faced my trials and I've, I've hit some bumps in the road that turned into be mountains that were some kind of hard to climb. I've made my mistakes. I've got my faults and my fallacies. But I'm not looking for faults or fallacies. I'm not looking for what you're doing wrong. Let me tell you this. Maybe this will help someone here this morning. I heard an analogy put together, and I began to, to do my own research, my own study about it, and I began to look, and Brother Regan, I believe it's true. There are three archangels, and I'm trying to hurry. I don't even know what time it is. Okay. There are three archangels, not archangels, but archangels. There's a difference. Arch is what's behind the, the curtain. Arch angles are those that stand before in the presence of God. Now, some people say there's, there's as many as seven, and they got the name from them all. I don't know where they got that. doesn't matter. I'm talking about what I can find in the Bible, what God put in my spirit, and I begin to read and search and look for it. There are three archangels, Brother Regan. Michael, who is, the, every time you read about him, he's fighting. So he's the warrior angel. There are some prayer warriors in this building that have that spirit, I believe, upon them. You are a prayer warrior. Then there is Gabriel. And Gabriel, every time you read about him, it seems to me like he's got a word from God. That's what it seems like to me. Maybe you see something else. There are some people in the body of Christ who have that spirit upon them of Gabriel. Now, we know that all spirits come from one spirit. The gifts of the spirit are given severally to whom he will. And don't think I'm going in and saying it. No, I'm not. I'm trying to let you know what God has put in my spirit. I still believe in one God. I believe in the Holy Ghost and I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. But I also believe this, that you ought to emanate the fruit of the Spirit before you start to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. There ought to be some love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, temperance. And the Bible says against such there is no law. Without the fruit of the Spirit, you'll have no, no, no 
gifts of the Spirit in my humble opinion. So that third angel is Lucifer himself. Now, many don't know that. Many don't understand that Lucifer was, he, he was right there. The Bible says that there was, there was pipe organs. His body emanated music. So you have the warring angel, you have the, the messenger angel, and now you've got the worshiping angel. Have you ever considered <clears throat> Luke chapter 19, I, I'm, I'm just going to guess, verse 10, somewhere right there. The Bible says this, that Jesus said, the Son of Man cometh uh, to seek and to save that which was lost. He does not say he come to seek and save them that were lost. He said, I come to save that which was lost. Now, when you go and you read about that, the Lucifer, the, the serpent, the fallen angel who was once stood uh, in the very presence of a holy God, and he decided, I'm going to get up here with, with my throne. I'm going to be the one that's getting the worship. But he was cast out of heaven. And then when you read in the book of Revelations chapter 12, you're going to find a dragon, which I believe is Satan, which is Lucifer. And the, and, and the Bible calls the angels, uh, he calls them stars in several different places. Uh, and in, in, in the Bible, you're going, in Revelations chapter 12, you're going to read about the dragon was cast out of heaven to the earth and his tail took a third of the angels with him and to the ground they're the fallen angels now here's my here's what I want to try to show you I don't know why we in Pentecost and I know I'm getting long and I told my wife I wouldn't but 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 hear me out. I'm going to do what the Holy Ghost says do. I'm trying to help somebody here today understand that there's a mountaintop of worship where it's called a mountaintop of worship where you can inhabit or, or God can inhabit your presence and you can be one with him in the spirit. I'm trying to show somebody there's a better place to dwell than in the valley of bitterness. Uh, but if you'll listen to what I'm trying to tell you here, I don't know why in Pentecost, we are so quick to see the bad. To to man, I can tell you, I saw an angel, and and you know, oh 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 oh. Most people, you tell them you saw an angel, they gonna think you're nuts. Well, you might as well think I'm nuts. I was at prayer at the Brooklyn Apostolic Church one morning. Nobody in the building but me. I'm in there praying, and we only have two. But there's an aisle about this big. And so I'm, 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 I'm walking up and down. Is this okay? Do you mind if I? Okay. I like to get out here where the sheep is. Brother Regan, I love to be among the sheep. I do. There's a reason. But here we go. So I, I come this way. And I'm praying. I mean, I'm talking to God. I'm, I'm pouring out my heart. I'm, 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 I'm in that vein. And I get right here, and I turn, and at the corner of my eye, one, two, three, four, right here, I'm, I'm right here, right there. When I turn and look back, for just a flash, I see an image. It's like, just that quick. So I go on praying. I look back. I go on praying, and I come this way, and I stop, and I look back, 
And now, right here, one pew up, there's another flash. And I see a being, and I believe in my spirit and in my heart. It was the angels of God. And God spoke to my heart because I said... Are you friend or are you foe? And the Lord spoke to my spirit, Brother Regan, and told me they are ascending and descending from me. And I'm sending a message and they're bringing it back to me. There's a portal in this church right here. And if somebody will stand in the place of, of the portal, God has a portal in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit. And if you'll open that portal up, God will speak to you. God will do for you what he has done another, for no other. He will do for you and my sister I'm speaking to you God will do what you want him to do but open the portal of your mind and spirit and worship God and you watch what God will do for you he will bring you out of the bitterness out of the trouble he will bring you to a mountaintop of worship now you forgive me. I don't mean to embarrass you, but I will have to obey the Holy Ghost. God loves you. Jesus died for you, and God wants you to have a better life. But oh, my sister, oh, my sister, if you will worship him, you don't know the half of what God will do for you. So, if, if there's one-third of a chance, Brother Regan, to see the negative in the church, then if I know anything about math, there's three to make a whole. So, I only got one-third. Now, I got two-thirds left. So, that's telling me that I got two-thirds a chance <laughs> of seeing an angel. I've got two-thirds a chance of seeing a miracle from God. I've got two-thirds a chance for God to do a work in my life. I've got two-thirds. That's better than a half. I'm telling you, I'll take the two-thirds. I don't look for the negative. I look for the spiritual. I look for the blessings of God and upon Mount Gershom where there used to be over false worship. God now says we're changing that to a different place. And upon Mount Moriah, the place where God will teach you, the place where the bitterness will run out, God will take the bitterness out. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Let's worship him. Musicians, come. It's time for the Holy Ghost to move. I've delivered my heart to you today. I believe God wants to do something for you. And God wants to do something for me. And if we'll worship him and we'll follow the vein of the spirit, we'll come out of the valley of bitterness. We'll come out of the valley of troubles. We'll come out of the valley of despair. We'll come out of the valley of indecision. We'll come out to where God wants us to be. But it's going to take worship.
You're going to have to step out and worship God in spirit and in truth. And you got to worship him until God moves in your, in your situation. I'm done. I've rolled the ball. Now the ball's in your court. What, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to let God do for you in your life? Are you going to sit there? Or are you going to take the word that comes by faith and let it trickle down into your spirit, into your, into your heart? Are you going to do something? The Bible says faith without works is like the body without the spirit. It's dead. It's alone. And I'm telling you, put some work with your faith. Step out. That's works. Begin to dance. That's work. Begin to lift up your voice and clap your hands. Begin to worship him and watch what God will do. Come on, let's worship him. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't quit. Come on, musicians, sing. Whatever it is you want to do, you do it. I'm telling you, whatever you feel like doing in the Holy Ghost, you give God your undivided attention right now. You give God uh, whatever God wants you to do. You just do it. Uh, that's what the, his mother told him or told the servants when, they, when Jesus turned the water into wine. It took a lot of trips. It took a lot of work for those servants to go to the well and get the water and come back and fill those pots. But when they did all the work, when they got through with all of the sweating, when they got through with all of the trouble, Jesus stepped to the forefront. He said, now you just go and deliver this to the to the, the governor of the feast. But before they ever done a thing, his mama said this to him, to the servants, whatever he says, just do it. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, whatever the Spirit of God says to you, just do it. Just do it. Just do it and watch what God will do in this house this day. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. A mountaintop of worship. That's the place where God can move. Come on. Just do it, just do it, just do it. <laughs>